Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Right, hello, welcome to After Fantasy Podcast, episode 36. I'm your host, Peter, and joined once again by Tom and Gunnar. How are you doing, Tom? Very good, thank you. How are you? I'm not bad, thanks for asking. Gunnar, how are you? Yep, doing very well, thank you. Okay, we'll start, we'll start, we're going to league first, and then we're going to our points, so on and so forth. So the top three, there is no change. Wolf Tone first, Conking Line second, Los Pimentores Torres third. Down to 11th place in the league, Heart Attack Midlobin, 50 points, right, good game week for him. So the average for the game week was 21, highest was 67, and we got, I got 26, Tom got 29, Gunnar got 32, so let's clock us through our points. I'll go first, because I had the, the lowest, so... Marciano for two, Kenny for two, Barisic two, Golson two, Doig for five, McGregor two, Turnbull two. I tried a wee bit of a punt on Callahan, captain. Nothing came of that for four. Cole for two, Nisbet two. Now, my transfer was Hornbein, because I believe he was red flagged and out the game, but he made an appearance on the bench and came off the bench for a one-pointer, so it was a total disaster. But nothing was really left the bench anyway. Guffrey for two or Campbell for one. He's the only ones with the lot, so it didn't really affect me that much. So, Tom, talk us your points. Okay, so I had Sigrist in goals for seven. Uh, Backline was Barisic two, McGinn two, Devlin two, Ayer two, and Goldson two. Midfield, Callahan two, Boyle two. Up front, a captain Cole for four. Uh, Vice captain was Malamed for two, and Jordan White got me two. Okay, Gunnar? Yeah, 32 points uh, all out. Marciano got me two in goals. Captain Barisic for four. Doig got me five points, two from Guthrie and two from Goldson as well. Boyle got me two, Turnbull two, Callahan two, Vice-Captain Cole got me two points as well, and then Morelos five, and Edward four. Okay. Well, I looked to my team there, I had a good, I'm kind of glad I've got a wild card, because I'm, I'd, I'd like to fresh things up now going forward. A couple of weeks off, come back to it. We'll discuss it in a future podcast, but I think a wild card came at the right time in a split and an interesting end of the season. So the topic this week again is it was the second round of the half hour, half hour fantasy podcast cup round two. So I'm ready out. So I'm going to ask how you got on. I'll start with you, Tom. Act like I don't know the results here, Tom. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> I'm out. Simple as that. Boys were too leggy. Yep. Do you want to put through your put over your opponent? Put you out or do you not have it there? Hold <laughs> on. Stukos got me got 42 points. So it was a big score to beat. 
No chance yeah. I was doing that. So. Yeah, I was about to say, looking at the couple of scores there on uh, Gunnar's Twitter, that was one of the higher ones getting through, so I think you'd have struggled to get through anyway. Hey, Gunnar, who'd you got in the cup? Oh, I did manage to get true against Bourbon FPL. I got the 32 points uh, against his 23 points. So true to the next round, the last man standing here from the podcast. Yeah. Two comrades down, one left to go. Just to looking at the... Obviously, it was a low-scoring round this week because also the, the old firm game was in that, where there was a lot of dif- differentials, kind of difference in scores. I think I seen... Whereas the highest scorer to get through was Kami with 26 points. I mean, that's 26 points that he managed to get through. And there's people later on, I believe, if I look quickly, get knocked out on 35, 34 points. Draws of 34 points. Uh, let me see. 34. Yep, it seems to be 34 was the highest person to get knocked out was in 34 points. So there you go, for the average. So once again, you can find updated bracket on Gunnar's Twitter. It's all tweeted out so you can see who you played. You can see who you're playing next, and that won't be a couple weeks' time because obviously there is international break now for basically all Europe, and then Scottish Cup. So I think it's the 10th of April for we come back league cup wise. Yep. All right. So that will be gives guys plenty of time to organise a team. I'm pretty sure there'll be loads on the wild card as well, so it should make it interesting going forward for the next last last 32 of the cup, I believe. Right. You haven't got a start, so. My start of the week is, and it's in honour of uh, Gunnar, was potentially dig at Celtic every time, is Celtic have lost four goals to Rangers this year, and everyone has been from a set-piece. Fantastic. Heard that at the game, so I've known that mentally in my head, going that this was uh, something to bring up the pod. Right in the results then, so first up, Dungeon United 1, Aberdeen 0, Gunnar's man, Sporley, or Sporl, how do you say it, goal, and a shackling assist, and a clean sheet for Dungeon United. Tom, take us away. Yeah, so I thought Spall was an interesting option, um, especially looking ahead at the, the wild card into the split because obviously Dundee United are on the, the, the bottom six. Um, he's a defender with goal threat. In his last five games, he's had three goals and one assist. But that's only the last five that he's featured. Um, getting game time seems to be a bit of a problem. He doesn't always start. And when he's on the bench, he doesn't always come on. So that is a concern. Um in terms of Aberdeen, it was another game with, with no goals for the Aberdeen team. Uh, they've only scored one goal in their last 10 games, and in that time they managed five clean sheets. So I suppose you could focus on a defender if you if you think they're going to keep clean sheets against the top six, but otherwise avoid the attackers because there's, there's not a lot happening there. Okay, good enough thoughts? Yeah, the man, the myth, the Argentinian goat, Adrian Spurlet. I, I looked it up in the app that I used and they had United down as playing a 4-3-3 formation with Spurlet, who is a defender in the game, playing uh, wide left, Shankton through the middle and McNulty on the right. And I thought the interplay between the, between the three of them uh, worked really well. You could see Spurlet drifting into the middle at times as well and like him and Shankton combining, that, that, that was just working really well. And uh, I want to highlight Giando Fuchs, He's not really like a points magnet, uh, fantasy-wise, but uh, I thought what he does for, for United's play is just uh, integral. Like The goal doesn't happen if he doesn't chase down the ball there uh, on the right-hand side and, and wins it back. So overall, a great result for United. Okay. My other thoughts is I thought Sporrell could be our version, United version of a Cancelo. 
He's playing at the back, he's oh, coming out into midfield. Maybe council version of a Cancelo, <laughs> but still, nonetheless. Uh, next up, Hamilton won, St. Mirren won. Uh, Monroe got a goal, McMahon assist, and McGrath got his customary penalty for St. Mirren. Is that what you're saying, Gunnar? Yeah, that's St. Mirren now misses, missing out on top six. In a way, for us fantasy players, that, that could be a blessing because they drop into the bottom half there. Um, I find it a bit hard to really take something away from this game. Um, I mean, St. Mirren needing a penalty to even score score against Hamilton there. And like for a team having aspirations to be in the top six uh, and then not, not, not taking, like not, not being able to score more goals against Hamilton and then not even... Like getting this equalizer late on in a way that that shows them they don't belong in the in the top half there uh, of the table. I think before this game, the last five games was three draws, a win, and a loss uh, for St. Mirren. And and like you say, there McGrath, he's their top scorer uh, at the minute. He's he's on penalties, so most of his goals come from that. Uh, followed by Obika, and they just don't score enough for me. And that's that's probably why they missed out on top six. Okay, just before I go to Tom, you said a blessing. I was actually disappointed because I wanted St. Johnson to finish in the bottom six, fantasy-wise. That's the way I was thinking it, so that yep. I could load up on them. So, come to you, Tom. Yep. Um, McGrath, he obviously scored the penalty, which got me thinking about midfield options because there isn't a lot. And I was thinking, I wonder if McGrath could come back into my team. Uh, and also got me thinking about penalties as well. Um, how do we look to see if there was a sort of big gap between penalties conceded amongst the top six teams versus the bottom six, but there's not a lot. Amongst the current top six, there was 66 penalties conceded so far this season in the bottom six, uh, 68 penalties conceded. So there's only two penalties difference there, so not a massive amount. Um, in regards to Hamilton, Scott McMahon, I talk, we talked about Hamilton's defensive stats in the last pod, and as a result of that, I'm looking at getting a Hamilton defender into my wildcard team going into the split. McMahon, he has a good assist potential. I was thinking about him in comparison to a Dolphin, because we recall a Dolphin scored a few goals, but that was at the start of the season. He's actually not had an attack in return since game week nine. Whereas McMahon, he's had two of his assists have came in the last six game weeks. So he's got a bit more form in terms of um, a bit more recent. So McMahon is my Hamilton defender of choice. On the wildcard. Just on that, wh- why do we always bring up a Dolphin then? We must have been in our head for a few times. He must have scored in a couple of games in the running or something that he was in our minds when we're talking about him quite often. That he's just stuck he's, in the. I think he scored about three or four goals within a short period of time. Yeah, it must have been that because I feel we talked about him for quite a while and then the first name that comes to mind would be him. But obviously, you've said McMahon, it seems a better. I think McMahon's a fullback, Tom, is he? Yeah, like, he, gets, he gets quite far forward as well. That's good to know. Right, next up, he who laughs last. There you go, as a wee spoiler alert for the podcast name. Hey, Kilmarnock 4, Murrowell 1. Lafferty goal, Mackenzie goal, Buck goal. That Buck, I mean, haven't heard that name for years. Pinnock <laughs> goal, Maguire, a goal for Motherwell, an assist for Power, and an assist for that man again, Lafferty, who's had some impacts from company Motherwell. You come to Kilmarnock, sorry. And just before our companies, we were waxing lyrical last week, but Motherwell has been one of the teams in the bottom six, and then they've just went total 180 it. And I don't know if looked at maybe we're on the beach because of they're seven points clear or six points clear for start of play. But Kamara definitely looked like they wanted them all today, and it looked like Tom Wright had them slightly clicking better than they have been in the past. We're coming to you, Tom. 
Um, yes, obviously, first of all, Kilmarnock. Uh, Lafferty's been a revelation for them. Uh, since joining Killy, he's made four appearances, and in that time, he's managed three goals and two assists. So I think he's pretty nailed on for those wild cards into the split. Uh, in terms of Motherwell, I, I still like Devante Cole, but we've talked about quite a number of striker options over the past few pods. Um, like some Mackay, uh, even Bruce Anderson at Hamilton. Obviously, Lafferty is another option that's coming into play. I think I'll maybe keep a hold of him, but if if another striker starts to emerge, I think he'd probably be the fall guy um, if another striker starts to show a bit of form. Uh, Jordan Roberts, he hit the woodwork for Motherwell in this game. He missed a big chance and he was top for key passes with three. He had a decent game the other week, but other than that, not really a lot coming from Motherwell. Uh, Burke, although he scored this game, he's not started for quite some time. Obviously, his age is a, um, probably the main reason for that. But uh, Lafferty, Lafferty is the man for me in that game. Get our thoughts on this and Lafferty. Absolutely, Lafferty, man of the match there. And I have it here in my notes as well, what you said, uh, Peter. So I, I wasn't expecting this. I got this totally wrong. I didn't I didn't see uh, Killy getting four goals against Motherwell there. But just having <clears> watched like the highlights, just overall, Motherwell, they just were second best to everything. Like slow to second balls, nothing going forward. Uh, at times they were a bit unlucky as well. It didn't help the keeper as well. He had a complete off day, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, I think overall what what, what Tom's already uh, summarized. Also, Colin Doyle, uh, goalie for Kilmarnock. I don't know if you've seen it. He he ran into the post when Motherwell scored their their only goal. So uh, if he hadn't knocked himself out, he might have even saved that. So <laughs> there you go. Went to see how they match up again in the uh, split. How they. Neil Alexander maybe tries to counteract this because they will be playing again, obviously. Next up, uh, Livingston won, Hibs won. Seabold goal for Livingston and that combination of names you get mixed up, the Deutsch goal with a Deutsch assist for Hibs. Gunnar. Deutsch and Nisbet both of, uh, up top in this game meant Boyle back on the right. Um, I would say that, that definitely impacted their performance. I've noticed as well, Jack Rossi didn't make any subs. Uh, for hips, and I looked at the bench. You got you got players like Scott Allen, Cadden, McGuinness sitting on the bench, and I don't know. Uh, I think hips equalized around like the 40th minute, and you're not changing anything up in the second half. It's just even just to freshen it up, you know. Uh, Porteous, atrocious for for Levy's goal, and then Sibolti capital, capitalizes on it. Um, I thought Doig, the defender, he he was lucky. Uh, not to come away with the yellow card for his dive, trying to win a penal uh, late on. And yeah, it remains to be seen. Both both teams in top six uh, now for after the split. I have about, I think it's five players combined from the from the two teams. I, I don't know how many of them I'll be keeping uh, for after my wild card. I need to see uh, Sotti's done his new ticker. Mm-hmm. I need to see... Um, who they play and when? Maybe there's there's like a combination of like two games in a row for one of them that decent, but um, yeah, I see, I, like I still have Marciano and then I have a Hibs defender, Doig, and uh, I think that the, the defensive double ups for, for Hibs is, isn't gonna work in the long term for me. Okay, just on Sotty's ticker there, I think he said himself in, in the chat that really it should all just be yellow. Because mm. it's the top six play the top six and the bottom six play the bottom mm. six. It's not as if it's so much a 
really much advantage in it. I think, I suppose, you, I would be targeting, personally, I think I'd be targeting St Mirren. See who they're, if they get two games in a row, they're playing against maybe the top of teams are, if they're away to somebody then hope me Rangers or Celtic, because I, I think they're going to be a bit boys, and I'm quite confidently predict that they'll finish with less points than one of the teams that have finished in seventh for eighth come the end of this all. Because obviously, you don't swap positions, good or bad, you stay in the top mm. six. Any thoughts on the game, Tom? Um, just what Gunnar said there regarding Nisbet, it's a concern because obviously it hinders Boyle's chances on goals because he switches back into the midfield against that's a concern for Boyle owners and I imagine there'll be a, quite a few concerns in his recent form and Nisbet didn't have the best of games, he had a couple of shots both of which were off target um, I'd be interested to see if he actually returns uh, to the bench next game week considering he didn't score and Hibbs only managed to draw the game so Interested to see what happens there. It was another assist for Doig. Um, I think he's probably high up on my wild card list as well. Though he, I wasn't too impressed with his big dive in the box towards the end of the game. Um, in terms of Livingston, obviously the big drawback now is top six. I think we mentioned that last time. Um, Guthrie had a couple of shots on target, but they're not keeping a lot of clean sheets recently. The only, the only team I'd imagine them keeping a clean sheet against in the top six based on current forms, maybe Aberdeen, just because of the lack of presence Aberdeen have up front. But I don't think I'll go into the split with any Livingston players, really. Yep, I can't agree with you there. Next up, St. Johnson secured top six football, a 1-0 win over Ross County, Glenn Middleton goal, and Stevie May assist, and a clean sheet, Tom. Yeah, so uh, Glenn Middleton got the winner. Um, that was his fifth appearance since joining the club on loan from Rangers. I thought he had a, could have had two in this game. He had a sort of one-on-one chance with the keeper. Um, looked decent. He's I was out of his five appearances, none of them have been starts. Uh, perhaps he's maybe earned a start given his performance in this game. I thought I thought oh, he might it might be a decent um, punt for the wild card, but then remembered obviously that's now St Johnston in the top six. So that's a that's a concern for us there because. We had a wealth of players. We liked, I like the look of Rooney, Malamed. They all look decent. And if they remained in the bottom six, then I think they'd all be on my, my wild card. But uh, that, that's a bit off-putting. I suppose you could take a still take the punt if you if you think St. Johnson are going to kick on and do well uh, for the final running. Other than that, mm, no goals for Ross County. So a bit off-putting for those that were considering uh, Mackay on the wild card. Uh, Jordan White didn't perform there either as well, so mm, something to think about. It's all a bit, mm, and it's a bit meh. Yeah, just, all of it. Mm. Also, we'll discuss that obviously in more detail, greater length, closer in the uh, next game week. And the last game of the weekend was Celtic 1, Rangers 1, Elonisi goal, Edward assist, Morelos goal, and a Balogun assist. So, we'll start with you, Gunnar. Really good goal uh, for Elionisi there. Worked well from, from Eduard who put the cross in. Then we had the, the strange penalty slash dive decision. In my opinion, should probably like he's looking for, like Eduard, he's looking for the penalty, but the way Barisic is going in, like, I don't know, you, you hardly see those tackles in the box. Like that, that could have easily been a penalty. Uh, but then the Rangers goal, you've got no one marking the posts. But even like even worse than that is like Balogun. He wins the first header against three Celtic players before, you know, whoever scored at the back post uh, scores. Why, why is this a thing? By the way, I can see this all the time. Is this do I mention Morelos' name? 
Oh, yeah, I think that's what Brown said in his postmatch. Is that what it was? Right, okay. Aye. Okay. So, well, I must have totally missed that. <laughs> uh, Morelos' first derby goal as well. And then your start of the week as well, Peter, like Celtic can't defend set pieces, but it's not only that. It's like high balls into the top. You see it on multiple occasions. There's two or three players trying to win the header, and, and they just don't. I, I don't know if John Joe Kenny knows he can use his head. <laughs> uh, like that... that I, could have been easily like a second goal for Rangers if if I don't, I don't know who it was but like it ricocheted off someone uh, uh, helping out at the back there but yeah Brown he's rumored to be going uh, like following uh, Glass to Aberdeen yeah what, what do you guys think about that? Do I go first Tom? Yeah I don't mind I'm quite happy with that I think he's I think he's getting past his best now I don't think he's got another full season in him. Yeah, I agree. I think happy with that. Great servant of the club. We do as a legend in years to come. This season will be long forgotten about memory in years to come. But if he wants to still, if he wants to still play football, I think he obviously does. Then he has to go somewhere else because he's not going to get the game time here. Mm. Surprises Aberdeen, mind you. But I suppose if he's got a connection with the boy Glass, then he's taking up on it. And maybe a chance to jump the pecking order from if he stayed in a coach note Celtic, he may have to start doing the bottom under 18s or something or. Reserve coach, right. and he's just staying, right. he's straight in the assistant manager job, which maybe he's a offer he could knock back. Thoughts on the game, Tom? Uh, yeah, obviously, so like not been great recently, struggling to justify keeping any of the players in. Really, um, I'd maybe start looking at midfielders just purely because we don't have a lot of midfield options. Moy's been looking decent, um, and obviously, Turnbull's had a good season as well, though not produced a lot recently. In terms of Rangers, I've I've been in two minds about getting Morelos um, because I was thinking, well, you've got two defect, you're going to have two Rangers defenders, and then there's plenty of strikers that I'm looking at, but I, I just can't decide on who I want in my midfield. So I thought perhaps I could get someone like Haggy or Kenton, um, but then I have to go without Morelos, who's in cracking form. So I was thinking maybe looking at into the split going with one Rangers defender plus a Rangers mid plus Morelos. Mm. Bit, bit curveball, but in the last six games, they've only kept three clean sheets. They've conceded to Dundee United and Hamilton as well as Celtic. So if you try to gain a bit of ground, I think that's not a bad option. Good thing going forward. Hey, my thoughts on the game? Uh, probably one of the tamest old firm derbies I've seen, but I suppose that goes with the territory, the fact that there was really any play for. I could have told you after 60 minutes, Celtic didn't score before anyone can score a game because the fitness looks an issue again where people are dying on their feet. And I think that's just obviously the telltale signs of standards dropping severely from Rodgers to Lennon and the fitness standards dropping. And I'd hopefully, whether they appoint, I'll bring it back up next year. And mm-hmm. like yourself, Tom, uh, Celtic assets going forward, I don't know. Uh, maybe one or two tops, I think. I just don't see a good run coming for the last five games. Right, so predictions then. We won't get any predict this week. We'll go through what we had last week. And I can tell you now, it wasn't a good one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got one point. Dundee did win. You get zero because you see the draw. None of us got the Kamarnock motherwell game. And none of us got the Celtic Rangers game. So that is one point extra for me and use two stay as is. So there's no facts to discuss this week. There's no captain or vice captain. I have no questions from Twitter as expected as people took a bit of time off. 
So we'll move to the FPL chat then, if you're both ready. Right. Yep. Right. Sorry. Most of it here for a change. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So the league. Where are we? Top three, Gunnar still number one. Uh, second is Daniel Arnott. And a surprise new entry number three is myself, Peter. Up to top three. I'm on your tail, Gunnar. It's only the season was 58 games longer than 38. I mean, I've got you. <laughs> Try <laughs> to think what else. The high school scoring was seventh, and that was Nobby's nuts. Mark Noble, sixty-nine points. So the average for this week was because it was obviously a, a kind of blank week. It was twenty-five points, and we I get sixty-seven. Tom, you get fifty-nine, and Gunnar get thirty-eight. So you want to talk through your points? Gunnar, starting for you because you lost. Yeah, lost points for me. I got Messlier in goals for three points. I brought in Dallas as well uh, on a on a hit this week as well. He only got me two points. Rafinha got me eight points. He was my other transfer in. Anguisa, two points. Bailed in play. Watkins got me two points. Antonio got me seven. And Captain Kane, the 14 points. Hey, Tom, yourself? Yep. Um, I had Sanchez in goals for six points. I had Dunk for six points. Cresswell, I got in for a hit, and he managed to get me no points. In midfield, I had Rafinha for eight points. Lingard got me 12. Sun didn't feature. And Reed, no surprise, got me two points. Up front, I had Bamford for 11 and Captain Kane, 14. Okay, so as you know, I was on a wild card, so I was taking a bit of risk this week. Hopefully, it would have worked. And it did, 67 points return. So I had Sanchez and goals for six. Dallas for two at the back. Creswell for none. Tierney for one. And Tierney will come off the bench because I'd get really shit if he was in a rough chance he was going to start. He didn't. I also had, did I say dunk at the back? Six points for dunk. In midfield, Rafinha eight, Bale who didn't play for nothing, but I took a punt on Lingard as captain. It paid off, so I got twenty-four points back for Lingard. Up front, Kane seven, Watkins two, and Bamford eleven. So it took me sixty-seven points and got him up to eighty-five k in the world, my highest rank of the season. So I'm quite happy with that going forward. So Tom, are you going to talk about FPL wise? Nope, nope. We're all keeping keep it for next week, so it's fresh in our minds for the the deadline. Excellent. Just in case you had something to spot that. Been trying to beat this boy then. <laughs> right. Predictions then. Again, there's nothing to predict this week because obviously it won't be next week. But once again, the predictions for last week were terrible. Fulham leads. Nothing there. None is. West Ham Arsenal. I took the draw. One each. Tom, you get two each. You get a point. Gunnar get none. And Villa Spurs. Nothing for me. Nothing for Tom. But Gunnar get a point for the right winner. So... Have you got anything else to discuss? Or is that us finished week? Yeah, you want to get off your mind fantasy-wise? Because that was wrapped up otherwise. Good, I'm looking at you. I think that's wrapped up for us, no? Tom, anything to add to it? Uh, no, probably just don't get too bogged down on these blank game weeks. You don't have to have a full 11 to, to get a green arrow, as we displayed. Well, I displayed. And don't be afraid to go a bit maverick with yourself. Obviously, going for the wild card there. We were, I was a bit surprised when you said you were going to do it, but it's paid off in the end and you've got a big uh, rank rise there. You're up in the top 100k, so yeah. Looking forward to the run into the end of the season. It's going to be quite exciting. Yep, and Gunnar, you've still got a wild card left, so you're still thinking about that. Yeah, I might play it now in game week 30 or 31. I've had a red arrow in the FPL and the FFS this week, but I'm true in the half-hour fantasy podcast, <laughs> and that's that's always the one I wanted to win anyway. So, 
bragging rights. <laughs> right. Okay, guys, a short one this week. We're back next week with a kind of special podcast. We will... Nah, you'll find it when it drops. We're not going to discuss it on here. We'll find it when it drops. The podcast date will make give that away until next week when it comes out. So, again, thanks for listening. So, before I let you go on, I forgot this, but you might get your plugs in, Tom. Yep, I am at FFS underscore Scout. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. No article this week. I'll, uh, I'll have the article next week, probably focusing in on the wild card. I imagine most people will be straight in with the wild card to freshen up the team. So, we'll look at that. Um, take it from there. Good enough plugs. Yeah, I'm at Fitball Weekly Pod. Uh, I'm uploading the scores for our cup and the updated brackets. They're all online already, so you can go check that out. Um, I'm obviously no captain or vice captain poll this week, but uh, when we're get, when we're getting back to the game weeks, then uh, that'll be up there as well. Okay, guys, once again, thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, you can give us a review wherever you get your podcast, and we will catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.